What's up, guys? Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just want to point out one little thing. For some reason, this is another episode where the audio is not 100% there. You're going to notice what sounds like uh, someone playing patty cake on the mic. Not 100% sure what happened. It was happening while we speak. We push through it. Um, hopefully, that doesn't deter anybody. And from this interview, it was actually really fantastic. Alexandria is a wonderful person, and we had a phenomenal conversation about yinimalism and just minimalism in general with yin yoga. So hopefully that doesn't deter anybody. If it does, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Check out our Instagram. Check out our website. Everything's in the description, and let's get to the show. Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's guest is the teacher for the Dancing Dogs Yoga in Atlanta, Georgia, as well as leading retreats and trainings international in yin yoga. This is Alexandra Ann. Hey, Alexandra. Hey. So this was an interesting podcast to uh, to go about because it's, this was more of a you heard the podcast and then reached out to me with good vibes. And I was like, well, this person has some really cool things to talk about. I love sending little notes of gratitude to all the podcasts. And I don't know, I would probably comment on Beyonce's Instagram all the time because I appreciate all her music, too. But I think it's the small startups that really kind of need the love and encouragement whenever, at least whenever I get something like that, it makes my day. So I try to send the same stuff back at all the people that I listen to and consume their stuff. Is that kind of like a pay it forward thing where you notice their good deeds lead to other good deeds? Kind of. I think I just know how good it makes me feel. And I, I kind of hope someone gets a little bit of encouragement as well. I work in a couple industries or have worked in a couple industries where we don't really celebrate wins all that much. Yeah. So I've just kind of adopted trying to celebrate other people's wins as much as possible. Cause I know how meaningful it is to me. Yeah, for sure. So let's dive into it. What is yinimalism? You know, that's a great question. It's still kind of a work in progress, to be honest. It, really stems from my personal practices though. So it is a combination of yin yoga, which is the slower, chill, balance type of yoga practice to what a lot of people think of yoga is like hot, sweaty power, get your workout in yoga. Both have their place, but my emphasis is on yin and finding that balance. And then taking that off the mat is minimalism. Right. So finding balance in the world we live in, which is very consumeristic. So having less stuff and things and appointments and all the things so you can enjoy your simple pleasures and enjoy the little things or the stuff you really care about. And it's kind of the combination of both of those practices. Okay. So I, I, for one, um, I like listened to and I watched a documentary on Netflix on minimalism and I don't know if you've seen it. Was it the one with the minimalists? Like yeah. the two guys? Yeah. They definitely heavily influence my minimalism practices and behaviors. 
which I thought was interesting because at least what I've noticed in Western culture yoga, which is more Yang yoga, which I assume is as standard traditional yoga practice, um, it's become very commercialized, which is the opposite of minimalism. Right. Well, I mean, we're still offering a service, right? Yoga is a service and for us to survive in the society we live in, people offering a service also have to be compensated for it. Um, but yeah, it, it there are some kind of mega giant yoga studios making quite a bit of money off of selling yogis more. And a big philosophy in my practice and what I'm beginning to convey to students and and people that I talk to on a daily basis is that yoga doesn't have to be this expensive laborious practice it can be sitting petting your dog and you strike a yoga pose and it stretches out your hips or um, you don't have to take an hour of yoga every day to get tons of benefit from practicing so it's paring down some of the more consumerist or western ideas of what yoga is now fair fair warning there is a whole bunch of debate in the yoga world about what is quote-unquote traditional yoga there's a lot around it and i don't really want to get into it yeah because i might offend quite a few people but you can go back thousands of years and see that yoga was mostly done so you could meditate and just sit on a rock in the Some caves in the Himalayas somewhere <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah. what we what we view as yoga now is very different than what it used to be and what it is is kind of up for interpretation at least to me okay so uh, talking about the positive benefits, um, what are some great positive aspects of yin yoga that, br- that that brings to a person that other activities wouldn't be able to do? So without going on too deep of a dive, the, the benefit that sticks out to me the most is that it's a practice it, that you can do in less than 30 minutes. And it's a practice that allows you to kind of multitask. And all the yogis are like, oh, no, she didn't just say multitask in yoga. But it really is. It's a meditation practice combined with a release for muscles and your joints. So I like to use the analogy, um, you know, those knots in your back or your hips, like those big lumps that you go to a massage therapist to work out. Yeah. Yin yoga targets those. So those knots are kind of like when you tangle up a necklace or a shoestring. If you try to pull at them on both ends and you get frustrated and you try to pull too hard, you make the knot tighter. Yeah. So it's the same in a lot of yoga classes where we're trying to push ourselves deeper into a pose by like pulling and reaching for your toes and in yoga it's the opposite what you're doing is you're allowing your body weight and gravity to rest in the pose and that's the patience that's required to untangle that knot that's a it's it takes almost a it's more willpower almost to sit in these poses i i because i i've done slow flows before and it's it's very 
it's very willful. Like I have to be very mindful. Yeah. And it's a lot of deprogramming because we're taught that we should do more, buy more, consume more, try harder to get where we want to go. And yin yoga is a practice of untangling that belief system, even of saying, no, we actually don't have to push ourselves deeper. We can just be here in a little bit of discomfort, right? Sometimes it's not comfortable to not get what you want as quickly as you want it. But over time, you see how things change. Yeah. You're right. It's not an easy practice. It looks like, oh, that's easier. I'm not like sweating and I'm not moving and doing all these crazy human tricks. But sitting still really is a practice that I know I still have to cultivate on a daily basis. And I teach it. So I guess my question, my main question would be, because I was looking at your website and you went from the almost the, the consumeristic world of corporations and now you're in a you know an international stage teaching yin yoga in atlanta georgia what was your aha moment that drove you to this you know there's a lot of those but i deeply remember going to my first yin yoga class and hearing the thoughts in my head And I talk about this a lot with people, how so often we're not aware of what we're really thinking because we're so distracted. We're distracted by scrolling on Instagram or what we need to accomplish or our jobs or what we're going to eat next, whatever it is. And when I went to my first yin yoga class, that was the first time that a teacher guided me to listen to what my brain was telling me. And there was that moment of what I'm doing right now is not making me happy. Yeah. So the incredible car that I had and all the fancy bottles of champagne and the beautiful wardrobe, I was still unhappy. And I didn't realize how unhappy until I took the time to hear what my thoughts were saying. And not only was I not happy, I was really mean to myself. I was really shocked. And it took years for me to work through that and disentangle myself from a lot of those behaviors but that was really my aha moment to go okay I have everything I have the job I have been promoted I'll continue to get promoted I have all the money in the world I mean relatively speaking yeah (laughs) but I'm still not happy and I couldn't blame it on anything except for myself I you know i was very lucky. I didn't have people that have abused me or taken advantage of me. It was all choices that I had made that led me to this place that I thought would make me happy one day. And I still wasn't. So that aha moment was, well, what are you going to do about it? And so therapy ensued, more yin yoga ensued. Minimalism started to creep up because I realized debt, I couldn't keep buying things. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking revelation. So do you have, cause I imagine this in our culture, which is constantly pestered with, you know, commercialization, you're constantly passing some sort of billboard. Instagram's always trying to sell you something. Do you ever have to like reground yourself? All the time. Minimalism and yin yoga and these practices are not a one and done deal. I wish they were. It would make our lives so much easier. But I find that there are times where 
I go to TJ Maxx and I buy a, you know, a, a dress. And then I'm like, well, I guess I need just one more piece of clothing. And then I, three months later, I look at my closet. This, there's too much here. <laughs> there's too much. Where, where was I not being mindful enough? Let's back it up and donate these clothes or put a yeah. pause on spending. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a constant practice. And it's the same when you're doing yoga where you can kind of get in the, the flow of it and do it every day. And then you realize like, oh, I've been neglecting cleaning my house so I could go do yoga for an hour every day. Okay. Really anything can kind of grab you and pull you too far in one direction. And it's that constant practice of coming back and asking yourself, well, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I neglecting cleaning my home so I can go to yoga? Am I avoiding something at home? Or am I avoiding a task I really don't want to do? And saying, but I'm being productive and going to yoga. Okay. Yeah, so I, it's it's basically, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it's it's the it's almost the ultimate um, grounding effect in being present. I, I hear that a lot when I'm at the yoga studio. It's just being present. And it's almost like you can be even more present when you're doing the slower flow because it's almost not mechanical in a way, you know? Yeah, um, you can. And you can also allow your brain to drift off and put yourself on a beach in Aruba. <laughs> I don't want to discourage students from allowing their brains to follow the path that feels important. But doing a yin yoga practice, especially led by an instructor, you're frequently redirected to look back at your thoughts and go, is this an appropriate path for me to be going down right now? Is it serving me in any way? Am I mindfully making this choice to go down this rabbit hole or am I just kind of going on autopilot in the way that a power yoga class wants you to be on autopilot? So you're just focusing on your breath and your body. Yeah. That, yeah, that's it's it's very interesting. So, would a power class be considered a almost a yang yoga? Absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. And just to nerd out real quick on yin and yang, it's a constant balance even there, right? So yin <laughs> is only yin and can in comparison to something. So yin yoga is more chill than a power flow, but you can have restorative yoga, which is set up for you to essentially sleep through the class or almost sleep through the class. Yin yoga is more active because you're still being mindful and you're still feeling a stretch. You feel, you're still feeling tension happen. So yin and yang are relative. So I don't want to completely pigeonhole yin as like, this is the chill one. And yang is, this is the hard one because they're all encompassed with each other yeah I, I i totally it's like i think a lot of people when they when they look especially at yin and yang they forget that there's also a yang circle inside of yin and there's a yin circle inside of yang there's a it's it's a constant flow right which really aggravated me when i first started practicing 
I was like, why can't you just give me a straight answer? What is yin? (laughs) I got really combative with a couple meditation teachers. Like, just tell me. Tell me what it is. And a good meditation teacher is also the annoying meditation teacher that won't give you a straight answer because there's so much nuance. Do you find that that's a common um, frustration with those that you teach? Yes. And I think it's a common frustration with a lot of us right now. Yeah. I think something that attracted me to power yoga and still attracts me to power yoga is that I can go in and be told what to do for an hour and I don't have to think. I don't have to contemplate. I don't have to question. I just go in. I, if I can't do it, then I modify. To be told that there's not one way or one right answer or one magic pill or solution that's going to get you what you want, that's frustrating to hear. And that's why yin yoga is also a challenge because there's not one right way to do it. There's not one right way to teach it. It's here are some options for you. And you have to get really clear with yourself and your practice with your breath what works best for you and what is true for you. Okay. It it makes it really hard to market sometimes, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. We're in a quick fix society and people want to be, they want to be the most flexible. They want to be the most fit. They want to be the most aesthetic and they just want everything now. Oh, absolutely. I was, and still can be that way. I started doing yoga when I was in high school and I went to the local YMCA and I was like, I want to learn how to do split. So I look cool in front of my friends. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's pretty that's cool. Why I went to yoga. I was like, I want to be bendier. My thing wrong. was always uh, the stand to do the headstand. So I could just go to like a bar and be like, look at me. But <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> What are some other stressors that you're finding with um, some of the people who are just now starting in yinimalism or just in general yin yoga that you have noticed and you have you can make a comment on? You know, I think it's really hard no matter what it is you're starting, but particularly some of these practices that don't feel like you're doing much. So meditation or yin yoga or minimalism, right? So you're doing less essentially it's hard to carve out the time to do those things Mm -hmm. because it is so deeply ingrained in us to do more it and I still catch myself doing it and again I teach it I've been practicing this for a while it's just such a default I think especially for people in this country I can't speak for other countries as I've only visited a few of them I don't know what their culture is but I feel really rooted and you know, the American culture. And if I don't complete all my to-do list, it's hard. And then it's hard to justify, well, let me go sit still for 30 minutes. That's that's not going to get my to-do list done. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, as I've noticed when I'm working and I hit a wall, if I take a break, then even if it's five, 10, 15 minutes, say, I'm going to come back to this with a fresh set of eyes, I almost always complete that task faster than I could have if I just stayed and tried to get it done all at once. Yeah, I do that too. It's, it's almost like a, um, you're just hitting it from a different angle. It almost seems. 
Maybe. I think there's a lot more to it than stepping back and just clearing your brain. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like deeply introspective work that can be done in yin yoga and minimalism. And you can even contemplate like where in your life you need to be more minimal, whether it's with stuff and things or appointments in your calendar. But it is a bit like just that little reset of stepping away from your desk and giving yourself a break. Um, and even that's not easy for most of us. Yeah. Well, like I said before, um, I this is just talking about me. Um, I I try to be as minimal as possible. I you know I personally don't buy as much as I used to. Try not to you know go through all the content like looking at YouTube as try as I used to. But what could be a practice, even using um, Yin Yoga? What could be a practice done every day to kind of go back to that that mentality? To the less is more mentality. Yeah, yeah. Kind of to re to re-energize that. Yeah. Well, so something that I'm leading currently and that I try to do every morning, my partner, is truly to sit in a meditation for a short period of time. So and by short I mean less than ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So it is the thought that if you start your day having carved out time for you to hold space for yourself, to take stock of what's happening in your brain that morning before you open your iPhone and look at your calendar for the day or before you answer text messages and your Instagram feed. If you take a five to 10 minutes to mentally go, okay, what's going on up there? You're going to have a good baseline of this is where I'm coming from. This is how I'm stepping into the day. And if you have that in the back of your mind, like, oh, today I have feelings of anxiety or I have feelings of depression, that's going to inform how you show up. And so instead of trying to force yourself to be like, no, I'm not depressed. I'm happy. Just be like, oh, I have feelings of depression today. That might make me make different choices than I normally would if I was feeling 100%. Yeah, just that time to reflect, I think, is grounding and a daily practice that's very helpful to know what kind of waters you're navigating the next 10, 12, 16 hours. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I was going to say, I was going to be honest. This, this, (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to it and there was that innate little monster in my head that was like, oh, it's. It's the hard thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, it's the hard thing to do. (laughs) And, you know, there's also with yin yoga and with meditation, there's so many misconceptions about what it should be. So, you know, when you meditate, a lot of people are like, I can only do a guided meditation because that's the only way that I can focus for five, 10 minutes. And it's like that your brain's going to go where it goes. You don't need someone to keep it on a, on a path. The meditation is there for you to check in. So if your mind isn't completely blank, if it rabbit holes down to that beach in Aruba, mm-hmm. that's not wrong. That's still meditating. That's still taking five minutes of your time to notice like what's happening up there. Yeah. The goal is not for you to be a hundred percent present and hear every single dog bark, bird tweet 
footstep. Yeah. <laughs> Count every single breath you ever have. That that's not presence. So this would be my one of my later questions, or I was gonna ask this earlier. Um you've you've built this kind of like a huge brand. I mean, you got a huge following on uh, Instagram. Your website looks awesome, by the way. I love the socks on the first <laughs> Thank you. I do too. <laughs> I'm going to have to know where you get those. Um, but what are some misconceptions you get when you tell people that you're a minimalist? And do you have any like thing that you just want to put to bed right now? I would say that a lot of people are like minimalist. What is that? Because while I have a brand, it's still not a, I wouldn't say a common term. It's not a household term. People mm-hmm. know minimalism. And some people know what yin yoga is. But what I would say as far as what minimalism is, is really my attempt to remove barriers to entry to doing a yin yoga practice, minimalist practice. So the goal for me and what I hope to convey to people as, you know, they interact with me and we do things together is that all the things that you want to do, you're able to do. It's not an all or nothing thing. You don't have to choose like yoga is my new thing now. And I'm going to do it for an hour every day, which is what you would typically see prescribed on a yoga studio schedule. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with an hour of yoga every day if you've got the time. But the majority of people that I interact with and myself included, I don't have an hour or two every day to yoga and a meditation practice. And I think that all or nothing mentality of either I do it every day or I'm not a yoga person or I do it every day and I'm not able to meditate. I want to dispel that, that myth or that belief with anyone I come into contact with, whether it's yoga or minimalism, you can be a kind of minimalist. You can be a, partial vegetarian during the week there is this space in between that you can choose to do so meditate for five ten minutes a day do yin yoga for 20 minutes not an hour so it's the less is more mentality in all things including the practices you choose to support yourself with yeah it's really it's kind of like your overarching um thing at the beginning it's it's finding that middle ground between yin and yang yep and it's gonna ebb and flow and i used to be the person that pendulum swung i was like i'm all into crossfit nope now i'm all into (laughs) yoga (laughs) oh no wait now i'm a bar instructor which fun fact i am but i would rabbit hole down these things hardcore and invest all of me into them and then get burned out on the thing and it wasn't as fun anymore And so now I really enjoy going to a bar class on occasion and maybe not CrossFit so much. (laughs) Oh, we can definitely have another episode on that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, but going to the gym and taking the occasional, like, spin class instead of pendulum swinging and being like, well, if I don't do this consistently, it's not worth my time. Now it's, this sounds fun to me right now, and this feels good and serves what I need right now. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you have a solid message behind this, and I cannot wait to see what other great, do you have anything coming out soon as far as teaching? 
as far as teaching, you know, this pandemic has really shifted the way we all teach. Um, upcoming, I have a really fun creative sequencing class that I'm teaching um, via Zoom, of course, at the moment. Okay. And it's with Dancing Dogs Yoga. And it's geared more toward a vinyasa flow style of class. But any style of yoga can capitalize on this type of sequencing including yin um, but it starts on september 23rd and it it's going to be really fun i love sequencing in general um and doing it with lots of different intentions and then outside of that i am in the process of writing a yin yoga manual training book which is oh, okay in general okay i hear you is that going to be available on your website when it comes out? Absolutely. And to all the people on my email list, it will be too. Okay, perfect. Well, um, this was an absolute blast to have you. I know we barely know each other, but this was awesome. <laughs> it was great to get to know you a little bit. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get you on again, though, um, when we talk CrossFit, because I, I would love to hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> I don't have much to say other than I hurt myself and, <laughs> and probably won't be going back anytime soon. Oh, uh, yes. The story of us all. <laughs> <laughs> More power to all the badasses that do it and make it their main workout. Just doesn't work for my body, which yeah. is cool. There's other things for me to do. The pendulum swung somewhere else. Thankfully, <laughs> my body thanks me anyway. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on, Alexandria. This was great. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Guys, um, if you don't have, if you have some time, go check out our Instagram. It's at the Yinimalist, or not the, it's at Yinimalist. Uh, the website slash blog is www.yinimalist.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends. Subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Follow me on Instagram, which is at Cooler Conversations. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.